time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. Welcome to another edition of Bump and Run, and uh, we might call this the Nick Taylor edition, I think, after his big win at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I am Run. And I am Bump. And, we should we should uh, uh, we should do like a bizarro bump and run show once. <laughs> we'll all be running, run you be bump. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so big week. That was pretty exciting to see Nick Taylor. Pull yeah, it I was all glued. Uh, I was glued the whole weekend to um, see what Nick would do. Obviously, he didn't get much TV time on Saturday because they played the three courses, and uh, his Pebble Beach round was Friday, but. Uh, yeah, got a little get, nervy there in the back nine. <laughs> I always get amazed when people uh, reach out on Twitter and say, "I can't believe that Golf Channel or NBC or CBS isn't showing any of the Canadians." Like it's mm-hmm. just they never show any of the Canadians. And I kind of think, okay, so let's let's put yourself if you're the uh, NBC guy, which is an American network, and you got Phil Mickelson, arguably one of the top two or three marquee names in golf, and you got Nick Taylor. And I mean, no offense to Nick. I mean, I think he'd even right. understand that they're going to show a lot more of Phil. Right, at least in the early going, I think, and uh, from there, just because it's that's what the audience probably wants to see more than anything, right? Right, and especially with Pebble Beach being on three different courses for the first right. three days, they put all their cameras on Pebble Beach because there's two rounds there during the week, and the other ones they have to use uh, what we call an EAG camera, which is a gathering camera to you know send out send back highlights of players that are playing on the other. On the right. other courses, so you know, on the the day that Phil wasn't playing was was playing at Spyglass, I want to say maybe it was Monterey, Monterey, and he had his good round going. They had to get they had to wait to get shots of Phil. But so you know, if I I know if if I ever want to get like a lot of retweets or a lot of likes on a tweet, all I have to do is put that out there and say, yeah, man, I can't it, believe they're not showing Nick Taylor. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's pretty funny, actually. But he was, you know, in in their defense, he was in the lead on Saturday, and there were no shots of him until I think they rolled some in at the late late in the broadcast because that's when they got highlights of him because he wasn't playing Pebble that day. Uh, But you did see plenty of him on Pebble on Friday. Right, exactly. So, So, um, you know, and he got, he got, Loads of coverage on Sunday. I mean, he oh, was absolutely! Right in there and final final group and leading the tournament. He's going to get tons of coverage. Um, otherwise, so you better be close to the lead, or you're not getting any coverage. It's kind of interesting. We always had this—I um, don't know if you call it battle or always conversation about who was going to be the next Canadian yep. to get the second win. Right, the big four, who I call kind of the, the the generation after Mike Weir. All those guys were kind of teenagers when Mike Weir won the Masters, and they all still idolize him, and they all. Um, you know, look up to him, and so now you got McKenzie, and you got Nick Taylor, and Adam Hadwin, and um, Corey Connors, and I mean, there's also Roger Sloan in there. And I always wondered, though, of the four who had won, who was going to be the second. And I, th- I thought it might be Nick, just because I think I have always thought of him as being far too good not to play better golf than he's kind of shown. Right. I don't know about you. No, I agree. Well, you look at he, he has pedigree, right? Like he was the number one ranked amateur in the world. Yep. That's ben not Hogan award that's, winner, right? That's nothing. Uh, that's not nothing, right? That's that's impressive. And you know, he was low amateur at the U.S. Open in '09, and he played in majors as an amateur. So, um, you know, he came out. He won within his first four tournaments. 
And then, you know, he kind of, you know, he kept his card all these years. Um, even when his exemption from that first one ran out, you know, but he was never, you know, he was never beyond 90 in the FedEx standings, right? But always right. enough to keep his card. Um, you know, I think I think last year was only one top 10. Um, but, you know, he, he just does have a steady game. He did that and one. Remember the one year, one year at Wyndham, he came in and he was outside... The top 125, and he shot that's, 63 on the last that's round right. on Sunday. That that's was, right, to keep his card, yeah. <laughs> that was, what a stud that was. I mean, Exactly. It, you know, he, these guys, have, it's not easy to win on tour. I think Mackenzie Hughes uh, would tell you, and Adam and Corey, you know, Adam's been in the mix a bunch of times with runner-ups, even this year, um, and hasn't been able to win. It's, it's not easy to win on tour, but the second one for him, especially his first full field, you know, full FedEx Cup points win. You right. know, he won at the Sanderson, which was an opposite event. Um, it was an impressive... Yeah. Like, he never really... You know, yeah, he struggled on the back nine, but that 32 on the front nine with Phil Mickelson in your group, oh, it's pretty it's, it's pretty darn impressive. And then the wins, the wins were... It wasn't easy out there at Pebble on, on Sunday on the back nine, for, especially for those last few groups. Um, yeah, people keep saying, "Oh, he's leaking oil down the back." Yeah, but everybody was leaking oil. Yeah, I mean, everybody with was. Exception maybe a Kevin Streelman. Right. He was, yeah, about the and only he was guy, a few but, groups ahead. Um, right, but everybody was sliding back. Right. It was hard. Like those gusts, those forty mile per hour gusts. That's that's not easy, especially with the small greens that they have. You miss, you miss a little bit at uh, at Pebble. Small greens. You're off. You know, smaller greens, and you miss by a little. You're off the green. You're not. Yeah, they, they they average thirty five hundred square feet, and the average PGA Tour green is about six thousand. So right, right. You can, almost half the size of what they normally play week in and week out, which is pretty pretty small when you think about right. it. But he was, um, you know, at that front nine, he was able to afford a few bad holes on the back nine because mm-hmm. of what he did on the front nine. And you know, I, I guarantee you, Jason Day, Kevin Streelman, those guys, they had no, they had, they never thought they'd be even remotely in the mix because Phil and Nick were. Out in front, Nick Tail. I mean, uh, Jason Day lipped out so many putts. Yes, on Sunday it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy <laughs> like they were just like so, horseshoes coming back at lot. him. And it was almost were, like uh, it was almost like you know the I know it's not karma is not the right word, but the 150 <laughs> feet of putts he made at Pebble on Friday. Yeah, um, to get himself into the mix, it was almost like the equalizer, right? <laughs> I kept now thinking, you can't make I, a ten footer because they're just lipping out. I kept thinking I was watching like a replay, but yeah. they weren't. They were they were all like <laughs> were eight all, to ten feet, and they yeah. kept banging them off the corner. Yeah. Um, so okay, so now Nick Taylor goes to hundred and first on the uh, world ranking. You got Corey at sixty three, Adam at fifty seven. Um, who would you say is going to be wearing the colors going into Tokyo now that you got? I th- I, th- I, think I think legitimately that Nick is now back in the mix. Yeah, he's definitely back in the mix. Um, he needs some more good play. Um, he needs some more good results. Um, I still, you know, it's 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 not going to be easy to catch Corey or Adam. I don't believe because if 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 now if he goes on if he has a few down tournaments, you know, he's not going to make up any ground on them. He's got to keep he's got to keep the good results going to even move even further up. Well, those um, guys, those guys also have to do the same thing, though. That's, that's what I think True. is interesting because, yep. you know, they're going to start losing some points as well as gaining points. So right. they have a couple of bad ones. Um, it's an interesting race, I think. I, I happened to be down doing an event uh, the day after Phoenix on the Monday before 
um, some of the guys went over to Pebble, and um, Nick, I did a little Q&A with Nick for some clients. It was Nick and Adam there, and, and Nick said, you know, he, he put the Olympics as one of his goals for this year, legitimately on there, and he's been working, I think, extra hard, except when he's changing diapers, um, to, try, to try and put himself in position. So I, I think he's got a dialed-in focus, and I will say one thing about Nick Taylor knowing him is that, A, he's a very, very smart guy, he's very bright, and you can see the intelligence when you talk to him. And then the other side of it, I think, is um, he's very understated, but he's confident. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, I knew on Sunday morning when he stood on the tee with with Phil, he wasn't going to get overwhelmed by the atmosphere. No. Even when Phil did that, tapped in that birdie putt on the second hole before Nick was putting, I thought, mm, I don't know if that was gamesmanship or not. But knowing Phil, it probably was. But I knew Nick wasn't going to get bothered by that. He's just that kind of a guy. Right. The the he he, he never let any emotions the entire time. You know he misses the he misses the four and a half footer for birdie on on the second himself, which you thought, oh great, here we go. But then <laughs> exactly. But then four more birdies later on the front nine, including a bunker holding out from the bunker on five, I believe, and and making the putts that he did. You know it, what hole was it? Was it five or six? Six where he hit the eleven footer before Phil had a short one, just right. to keep things going, um, and then his. Uh, his ninth hole was fantastic, um, so it, he really. And then once he started losing it a little bit on those first first few holes on the on the uh, on the backside, it was just the same look that he had on the front. Right. You know. I think. So I, I think he and his caddy Jeff Willett, you know, they kind of they they sort of kept themselves in the moment very well. What's the situation? What do we need to right. do here? Even on the double bogey, you know, he, he admitted afterwards at one point they were talking about laying up with their one-two, with their third shot instead of going for it. Um, and, you know, it might have been a good option, but they they had a lot of, it wasn't sort of panic time. They knew they were still in the lead. And I think that's uh, that's a key of a mature golfer. He is six years out there now. He is a, or is a mm-hmm. six year, a veteran out there. I think yep. he's, I don't think he's going to get surprised by anything. No. And just because of the demeanor that he has, I knew he wasn't going to get overwhelmed by any kind of a situation there that Phil or the crowd might throw up at him. And, and Phil was Phil was leaking oil too, so uh, it wasn't just him struggling. Phil was struggling yeah. as well. Jason Day was struggling in front of him. Um, it was it was hard out there. Like, and you could tell like when Phil's missing 120 yard wedge shots by yeah. 25, 30 yards. Yeah, you know it's it's not Phil, right? Like that, that's conditions and. You know, conditions maybe a little, maybe a little uh, adrenaline, but like that's mainly conditions. That's like uh, we misjudged the wind there. So um, yeah, and it gusts. You know, you don't think it's gusting, right? and all of a sudden you hit your shot and it gusts. So you you get kind of get fooled by by the and even things, on the but, putts too. Like yeah. gust, those oh, gusts exactly. really affect putts. Mm-hmm. Well, um, good for Nick. He's uh, yep. playing this week in LA, and that's what we're going to talk about next. Which is, man, this tournament has the feel. Crazy All field. but like a major, right? It's got a great field, and I was saying it feels almost like a like a major, not quite, but a big-time tournament, and I guess that kind of shows you the pull the Tiger has. What is it, right. nine of the top ten players in the world? Yeah, the only one is Webb Simpson not playing. Um, everybody else, and, and, and with whatever's on the line, you know, the U.S. has Olympic spots on the line, so all those exactly. guys that are in the mix, and then the number one ranking, Roy, starts his 96th week, 
in his career as the number one player in the world, one behind Nick Faldo for third all time, and then but Brooks can overtake him, and John Rahm has scenarios where he can overtake him for his first time as number one ranked golfer in the world. Um, there's a lot on the line, and the way Justin Thomas is playing, and Jordan Spieth seems to be having a little bit better form too, and he's he's trying to keep his world ranking in inside the top fifty to get into WGCs and etc. So. Um, a lot of story, and Phil, even Phil too, right? Like he's got to keep playing well if he wants to get inside the top sixty in time to qualify for the U.S. Open. Yeah, uh, which well, is back yeah. at Wingfoot. So, um, a lot to you know. The, the Olympics brings it even more into perspective because a lot of guys probably want to, especially for Tiger. I, I, I'll be interested to see how much he presses to play more to see if he can get into the into well, the into because. It's, you know, here's, aside here's from the a, Korean uh, women's team, the U.S. men's team is hard to make. The two toughest teams in the Olympics to make are the Korean South Korean women's golf team, yes, and the Kenyan men, Kenyan men's marathon team. That's <laughs> true. After that, I think the U.S. men's golf team. Would the be U.S. men's tough. golf team is hard. Like Gibby Park said, it's harder to make her Olympic team than to win a medal at yeah, the actual oh, event. Yeah. Like it's 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 uh, it actually it's reminds crazy. you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the Canadian curlers at the Olympics because right. to win the right to represent Canada is harder than to get in there. Anyway, I digress a little bit, right. but um, I was just sort of thinking, you know, there's a lot been made about Tiger and not winning at Riviera and all this stuff. I don't, I mean, it seems so weird that people are trying to dissect why he hasn't won. And it's just like to me, well, he hasn't putted well, but, but right. other people have played better. It's like saying, well, why didn't he win here? Sorry, I wanted, but I did want to go back before I did that. On the Olympic note, one thing I forgot about, I wanted to mention this. So if you think Tiger's close to making the Olympic team, the, the cutoff that they're going to decide after the U.S. Open who's going to play. Mm-hmm. So let's say Tiger is uh, two or three weeks before the U.S. Open and he's right on the bubble. Do you think he might uh, add the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open? Uh, it's it. It depends how much he wants to play it and what his body can handle. Right. Right. So there's already been talk for the U.S. players that Brooks Koepka and Dustin Johnson have said. Yeah, they're not going to. They have to. Right? They, they. It's potential that they may not go. It depends on their schedule. Um, how much of that is actual truthful? Uh, with those two guys, it probably is. Um, you know. So that would open up two more spots right? to those guys because the next two players are still within that top 15 in the world right? to qualify four, four players from one country. Um, so there's the, I wonder if he'll add events. That's one thing that I'm interested in. If he stays close, um, if he stays within striking distance, um, if he falls out of the top 10, you know, he's probably like, okay, that'll yeah, be it. Yeah. That'll be it. But if he stays inside the top 10... You might want to do it. You might, you want, might to want to do it. Like it's the one thing, George's. right? It's let's one see him thing. At St. George's. <laughs> the one thing that is missing in his resume. He's got all the majors. He's got the wins record. He's got every record in the in the book or for his era. You know, but that Olympics is the one thing that right. he doesn't have on his resume. So how much does he want it? I don't know. He says he does, but interesting discussion though. It is an interesting discussion, and his the, his body being what it is right now may prevent him from playing in the Olympics because he may not be able to add the events to get the results to move up in the rankings. I can tell you the uh, the Olympics would like to have Tiger. Absolutely, <laughs> That's for can sure, you imagine right? like can the ratings for that would be 
Obviously. out of this world. It's still he's still the he still moves the needle. Yep, he sure does. Uh, okay, let's go back to LA just a little bit and um, the Canadians who are in the field. So you got Adam, yes. you got Nick, you got Corey, and you got Roger. I think that's right. Yes. Um, who's going to play best? Who's going to be the best player out of those four? It's easy to say Nick, right? Because he's coming in with yeah. the hot hand. But I think Corey will be the one that plays um, the best. Did you I see, think- by the way, did you see the? Vi- there's a video on the PGA Tour that they did at the Genesis this week. They're kind of starting to do some things like the European Tour on digital. Okay. And they came up to one of the holes and they had to sh- show how well they could control the ball. So you drew you drew a bunch of... I retweeted it on TSN Golf Twitter if, pe- if uh, people want to check it out. You had to make a heart, your best heart, or you oh, had to... Call, shot link. T- yeah, or you had to take a take your shot. You take, you take a club and call your number and hit the number. So Corey had the heart one. And it it's unreal. Gotta, it's, wait, wait, so wait, got, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You got to explain that a little bit. People sorry, yes, you're right. I, I'm, still, I'm still going. <laughs> so he has to hit. So he took his driver and he hit a draw, and then he hit a he hit a fade. So and, the idea is that and the, the ball trails, flight right? has to translate yeah. into a heart. Okay. So if you go on to TSN Golf on Twitter, it's pretty amazing. He's the last one. It's almost it's 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 probably as perfect as you're going to get for this type of thing, right? He he actually made a joke that he said he couldn't draw one better. So uh, <laughs> it was it's pretty remarkable. His his two balls like just form a perfect heart. Um, it's a cool little video. That's, uh, that's cool. Okay, that's, check uh, that out. The, I've and I've been saying it, that the PJ Tour has to get these guys doing what they do on the Euro Tour stuff. Yeah, like it's sure. to build to build some profile. Um, and then, um, did you, speaking of like contests like that, did you hear about Mackenzie Hughes winning a new car? No. So at, at, at Phoenix, they had a contest where, uh, you took the distance you hit your, your shots on the 16th hole, combined them and, and the person who was closest got a new car and Mackenzie Hughes won it, but he was like 20 feet. It wasn't like, I would have thought it would have been a lot closer. <laughs> so uh, I think it was a Ford Ford contest, so he won a new Ford car, and I was saying for, for 20 feet, he should probably get like a, you know, maybe a 2013 Escort or something, yeah, not really a like new a car. Like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. They still make those? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't <laughs> think Ford does, but anyway. No, right. <laughs> but I think it was pretty cool that uh, that he won it. So that's so look at, look at our Canadian guys winning all these side bets and... Uh, <laughs> Draw a heart and win a car. There you go. At least you win something, right? Can't win the tournament. Win a side bet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what happens with LA this week. The guys are underway as we're taping this on Thursday morning, and uh, should be an interesting to see how I mean, good the, tournament with the field. It's going to be great on a great mm-hmm. golf course. I love this golf course. Yes, it's a really. I never good even event. played it. I never even played it, and I love it. You were there um, one year, right? You, you, you I've been seen there a bunch of years. Yeah, bunch I've been of years. There four or five times actually, and it's. Uh, uh, it's just a good-looking golf. I was supposed to play it last year, and one of the glo- equipment companies had an outing in January, but unfortunately it was pouring rain, so they canceled oh, that the golf. Sucks, yeah. So that's the that's story a, of my life, actually. A couple cool little holes there, especially the 10th on the risk-reward function of yeah. of golf that they I think, uh I think 18 is a great hole, too. Mm-hmm. Great yeah, that, Straight uphill. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, all right, well, that's, uh, we'll see what happens with L.A. We'll be back at you with our next episode soon. Don't forget to... Uh, comment and tell us how you like it or dislike it or whatever you want to hear about uh and until next time i'm run and i'm bump talk to you later 
and that is that.